Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Kate Berlant. I'm Jacqueline Novak. And this is Poog. An ongoing conversation about wellness between two obsessive friends. Two untamable intellects. This is our hobby. This is our hell. This is our naked desire for free products. This, this is Poog. Today's topics, loosely speaking. Alpinism. The back dive. Arf Redman. Two, one, we're recording. Morning Poog. Good morning, Poog. morning Poog. I actually, this morning, I had to set an alarm for morning Poog. You couldn't risk what had happened last week. Exactly. And I um, <laughs> set the alarm. I got to be honest, it hurt. I went to bed too late. I was I was asleep at 1 a.m., which I know is a normal time to, to go to sleep. But for me lately, hmm. I've been dozing early. Wait, so what time did you fall asleep last night? One? One. Wow. Yeah, I've been dozing early as well. What time are you um, dozing? Well, for me, 11. But Oh, yeah. I love an 11. Yesterday, I had nine and a half hours of sleep, and that's my favorite amount. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, I used to, you know, I always had to prepare for 13 (laughs) hours. That was my natural waking point. 13. 13 hours. I'm going to bed at two. I guess I'll be up at three. Oh, my God. I mean, it was 
unsustainable. I was fired. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not sustainable. Here's a question. I just want to hit real quick. Please. So as you can see, I have some lip color on. Okay. I'm truly fresh out of bed and I, the, there's a visual element to poog and I always forget it. And I just, I need to well, start I, doing something about it. When you said that recently, I thought you meant, cause it reveals how bored you are by me. <laughs> In that video, you're utterly bored while I'm no, like no. trying to show you the thing. And it's, it's very That's funny. so horrifying because I'm never bored by you at all. I'm so exhilarated by you. But I will admit, sometimes my face does flatly. No, there's a flatness to my expression. I just mean like the visual of it. Well, don't encourage me, okay? Then I'll even, I'll go harder into the bore. But here's my question about lips. So anytime someone does my makeup and I feel where they're doing the lip line, they are going outside, outside what my lip is to me. Yeah. My understanding is that, and this is so like puritanical, it's like I'm only allowed to add color where there already is color versus no. when you feel the lip, right? You're allowed. I know. The place where you feel the lip begin to raise, arguably, you could say that's sort of your unpigmented lip. relatively lip. Unpigmented lip. And yeah. that it's your every God. I mean, of course, it's your right to draw the line all the way down to your chin, whatever. That's fair game. But you know what I mean? I think they have legislation against that, actually. <laughs> but... um. Yeah, no, of course. It's always weird to feel that. I um, I had an impossibly chic friend of mine be like, you never draw outside the lip line, ever. See that? I'm glad to hear that. Cause, and I trust her with my life. Do you remember like makeup artist Bobby Brown? You know, at least I believe I, this has stuck with me. Makeup artist Bobby Brown says something like, you know, accentuate. I had her book about makeup as a teenager, but continue. Okay. Yes. So <laughs> accentuate you know, your, your features, you know, so I have sort of small lips. Okay. And I used to feel like from the television show, perfect strangers, they talk about thin lipped Larry and he had thin lips and I was like, Oh God, it's me. But like my lips are pretty small and you know, and they can really disappear. But if, and I always feel like if I line the truth of what my lip is, if I line it as it is and fill in the color, it looks like nuts. Cause it's not, like it just looks like this tiny, weird, like if you actually follow the lip line, like it just looks, I don't know, it looks weird, but I'm like, but that is my lip. So technically speaking, if I'm going to go with the Bobby Brown philosophy, it's like line it as it is. You know what I mean? Like instead of us trying to, everyone trying to, you know, chase the same ideal and whatever. I think you line it as it is. I mean, because those are the things that, you know, your specific qualities Right. That, I mean, duh, they make your you, but like they literally like it reminds me of almost like, you know, giving your child a name that they can you can guarantee they'll get the URL later. It won't be Wait, taken on, already. I'm having, I'm having my brain delayed. Say it again. So like you name your child like Rigatoni Loof. Okay. Arf Redman. Rigatoni oh, yeah. Arf Loof. <laughs> I don't know if you heard mine. Arf Redman. That's what came up. Arf Redman? (laughs) (laughs) But what? But wait, how does that relate to the lip line? God, I'm I'm really not firing today. No, no. Morning poop is a risk at times. Continue. So when you realize that you're uh, maybe even things you didn't like about yourself are unique and you decide to lean into them instead of try to 
round off the corners of yourself to be more like others or more like what you think the ideal is or whatever, like that's become valued in some ways more maybe than it used to be. Where it's not like keeping up with the Joneses. You know, now it's, you know, standing out, making your mark. Making your mark, yeah. But so, you know, to me, me drawing around the truth of my lip line, even if I think it looks ridiculous, you know, would be me leaning into my specific, you know what I mean? Idiosyncratic, like... It's the same as the original name. Instead of naming the kid Anne Smith, yeah. you name it Arf Redman. <laughs> and so instead of me trying to make my lips look like other people's lips or something like that, I lean into it and then and then I have this signature. Yeah, no, that's You get the, to then have the signature. You get to have... Of course, that's the Arf of it all. Yeah. And to have a signature thing like that, it's almost like, like caricatures, you know? Well, like my, I actually forget because I have, you know, so much hair. I have a big old head of curls and I forget that that is, mm. I, I forget that that's my defining characteristic, right? Like that's, and that's, I feel so alienated from that. Well, totally. That's how people clock you. Like, oh, right. I have a huge head of curly hair. It's not how I consider, I don't, it's not what I think of as being me. Of course you don't, because it's like, well, what, what I think it is, is what you, you can realize what shorthand people have been using to recognize you. And so if they don't know anyone with your specific hair, it's the most like distinct thing. That's what they're going to spot you in a crowd. And then they're kind of like not going to see or memorize your face in the same way. Right, it's just going to be the hair. I just had for breakfast some incredible sourdough toast with wow. that incredible butter, the French butter that Anthony Bourdain always talked about. It's like a big, it's in a circle. It's like $12, you know. Oh my God, wait, what's it's it sublime. called? It's called it's something French. I'll figure it out. All right, everyone's going to want it, including yeah, it's me. Yeah, it's in a big gold circle. Whoa. It's really heavenly. It's like... It's like cheese. Like you eat it like cheese. Like you spread mm. it like it's it's unreal. Do you drag? Do you drag a knife and does it do that thing when you drag a knife? So this I keep in the fridge. Mm. I was raised not to refrigerate butter, which is very chic. It was one of the things. It was one of the European. first moments of like, I'm different. <laughs> yeah, my parents are different. <laughs> was going over to people's homes and they're cold. They're cold Protestant butters. I knew you were gonna make it Protestant. <laughs> You're such a bigot. It's just I know. And I was like, I was like, I was like, get that out of there. You're supposed to spread. You're spreading butter. Like why? And so, but this butter I'm keeping in the fridge, and I haven't really inter- interrogated why. I think it was recommended to do that. Anyway, the point is, I had sourdough bread, incredible sourdough with the butter mm. with. Homemade, John Early made the most incredible Meyer lemon marmalade. Oh it's my sublime. god! Sublime. He made marmalade. He made fucking marmalade, and hell? it's <laughs> so good. And um, you want to hear something about about canning stuff? I freeze in terror. I've I've had dreams of fermentation. I've had I read the book. I remember um, this is actually pre pandemic. I remember in like a three hour period becoming obsessed with the idea of making my own sauerkraut. Yeah. Yeah. And like reading about it and being like, I'm going now to, to the market. And I went and got the jars and I got everything and I got home and then I froze. Cause it said like sterilize the jar. I know. Right. That's and where I was it ends. nearly threw the jar out the window. Cause it was like, 
I can't take my life and the life of others in my hands right now with the sterilization no. pro, uh, process. And people say, oh, no, you just, it's simple. A dog could do it. It's like, I know. No, actually, it's, I'm, I'm quivering. And so I abandoned the sauerkraut. I ab- abandoned my dreams of fermentation. And I never went back. And so even, even with, cause to jar marmalade, you have to also sterilize the jar. No, you just throw it in there. I don't know how it fucking works. I mean, well, who cares? I this jar is going to eat very quickly, but. Did he, he canned it? That's a whole thing. Canned it, it was in a jar. It can sit on your shelf. Okay. No, this was, My, show, no, no, no. I opened it. And then of course it has to go in the fridge, but. But it was yeah, shelf it was, stable before. Honey, I believe it was shelf stable. Did he say I him? should ask him. I should ask him, but I'm pretty sure. I mean, because my opinion, my sense is that I don't know. I think if you, unless you're adding some kind of literal preservative, right? You're just throwing it in a jar and just deeply like dishonoring, not Wasn't letting sugar John, in the preservative. One would hope. I mean, one would hope. But yeah, I don't. I I haven't heard that. <laughs> I just. I mean, as an effective. I just love, like, he doesn't get to defend what it was. And I'm like, he just throws it in a jar. There's all that oxygen. There's all that air at the top. He closes it. It's rotting from above. Right. Kate thinks it's shelf-stable because it looks like something she's gotten. Right, right. No, when I opened it, I believe it clicked. Mm. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to interrogate him on this. But the jam was great. He'll have to really, post it. He'll have to post it. I stand. Yeah, it was... It's really nice. I mean, I, I always overlook jams. Typically, I find mm. them too sweet. But a good mm. jam, my God. Oh, my God. A well, tart jam. When it cuts against exactly, it needs to cheese. Cut. Are you kidding? When it cuts oh, against oh, a cheese. Oh, honey, when it cuts. God. I used to just go to restaurants, do a bit of writing, and um, mm. get a charcuterie board because you could sort of eat that at a slow pace and I don't know it's different than just a plate of chicken you're really inspiring me I really as I embark on some writing myself Mm -hmm. you really are this versed writer you know and I just (laughs) you're because like I think to myself I I I can never work in public like I can't Mm. take the laptop and too embarrassing uh, I can't do it yeah and I just yourself a writer it's just I just can't do it I just can't do it I need to be alone. And so well, you used to be but, afraid to get in the pool alone. So but I know exactly. I think I can push past it because I am. You can. I find I prefer to be watched than not watched. <laughs> so right. the witness helps me. You know, it's the it's the age old thing, right? It's so easy to clean when someone's around. It's easy to organize your closet if you're talking to a friend, you know, mm. if they're physically in the room with you, right? It like makes the pain of it less. Uh, no, I, I, I don't even know the, if that's so age old. I think that's pretty fresh and blunt. Oh, really? Oh, great. No, being, if I'm, if you were to right now stand here and we could talk, I could do anything. Oh, I could do fucking anything. <laughs> this is actually huge. Couldn't be more true. The babysitting, the, the babysitting, but being witnessed, you're more real to someone else. Like my self-concept elevates like, I mean, the other it's one cooking is, show. When I cook, I narrate right. my own cooking like it's a cooking show. Right. I mean, not always, but ninety-eight um, <laughs> percent. And you handle. I think you can handle challenges when they come up because you're um, you're going like you're like oh and yep that can happen sometimes. Um, yes. Yes. No. Like, it, yeah, that can spill over the edge, and you just grab a little paper towel and you just wipe it. You don't even have to turn <laughs> off the stove. You can usually I mean, be careful. Exactly. Folks, it's incredible. So I, I imagine that. Oh yeah. With yeah. writing. Like if I like 
now I'm like, whoa, what if I went, what if I just tried to suspend the humiliation, the feeling I have of being tacky? If I took my computer somewhere, sat there, ordered a charcuterie board, Mm -hmm. I think I could do anything. Like that makes me feel like I could do fucking anything. Well, that's why I've been doing it for, for years. And that's why. Okay. Will you train me? I gain 60 every time I'm writing, but, but it's, it's. You what every time? Spend 60? No, gain. Oh. <laughs> it's a rude, rude, but like, well, let me tell you a little more about this. Will you take this, me? This, yes. This is a, okay. I'll lift you. I'll carry you into the world. Okay? Where are we going? The proper? So there's, there's a few. Yes. Okay. We're going to the proper. I've already reached out asking if the lobby is one where, cause I do. So, so. Okay. okay now I'm, I'm fucking. Oh. Sorry, I just got COVID sad. Keep going. I'm like, we can't go, actually. We can't go right now. And that's fine. Uh-huh. Okay. But there I are other again, there are Jack other ways to create romance and witness even in their own home. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I similarly do time lapse to um, to motivate me. So like I used to in my studio in New York that was, you know, I don't even know if I ever let you up there because it's like one of the smallest studios. Yeah, I was, I was up there. The 71st Street one? Yeah. Okay. Once, so, twice, <laughs> maybe three times. Not the one where we had Pinkberry. No, I know. Okay. I don't know if this is relevant. You clowning? I mean, I think it's hysterical to your personality. It was one of the hardest times I've ever laughed. No, but before that, well, there's two things. You come over. <laughs> okay. You haven't spent a lot of time around partner, lover, comedian, my boyfriend, Chris. Yeah. Liquor, right. And you're, you're a clown and you're, your eyes are searching until like, like I, it's almost as if you don't relax until the first time you've made someone laugh. Which is very true to myself. Right. So you're looking, you're, you're being funny, you're being yourself and you're sort of, I see your eyes sort of darting over to Chris, almost like, where are the laughs? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It feels familiar. And Chris is pretty like, like, like muted in, you know, facial expressions in terms of like, he's Flat not giving affect. a lot of, yeah, he's not giving a lot of like whatever. Um, and so you're, you're almost cranking it up, like, like to see where the thing is. I just saw it. I just saw it. And so you had to go, it was almost like you went hard. Okay. Yeah. And so you're talking about seventh heaven and you mentioned the youngest, the youngest girl, the one with curly brown hair. What's her character's name? Ruthie. Yeah. <laughs> you're like somehow we're talking about seventh heaven and you're like your eyes are over Chris and you're like, oh yeah, the youngest girl, Ruthie, always subtly asking for dick. <laughs> and like Chris, like, like cackled, you know what I mean? No, no. Yeah. Oh my God. I do vaguely remember. Like you like had to like sexualize a child. Isn't that hysterical? I never forgot. In order to get a laugh. Yeah. Yeah. Which, anything which, for the laugh. Anything. anything. And it's still one of the funniest things I've ever heard anyone say. <laughs> You're like the youngest child subtly asking for dick. Okay. Oh my God. And, uh, so terrible. And... You know, I refuse to say trigger warning, but I guess we could have a sound effect. You know what I mean? Ding dong. Okay. Uh, no. <laughs> a few minutes before. No, we, we, no, yeah. We enter at your own risk is more, more what it is. Life's hard. Wear a helmet. <laughs> so then, and I feel like, we, I, I don't know. If, I feel like we've tried to tell this anecdote. It was just, we were ordering Pinkberry. Oh, we were yeah, deciding we were whether or not. We were ordering it in because it's such a revelation, the fact that you could order in Pinkberry. So we were getting it delivered and we were deciding whether or not to get topics and to- toppings. We started to put together the order. And I had this moment where I was stressed out, imagining the two cups arriving and us trying to figure <laughs> out whose was whose. And what if for a second it was wrong and you got a bite of mine and you know, then, then you're just fucked. <laughs> it's ruined. And I just said to you, 
It's you and me. It's a really strong memory. Making food, making yeah. food decisions, right? Is, yeah. is, is like, is like this intensity. And so it's like, and you, and I was like, no, 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 let's not, let's not do it. Like, let's order the exact same thing, like as each other, right? Raspberry coulis or whatever, yeah, yeah. you know, they pour on it. I was like, I was like, no, no, no. Cause there's going to be that moment where we're looking at like, eh, is that mine? <laughs> yeah. And, and we, like, yeah, 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 don't do it. And then, and then we died. We erupted. And it's one of the most, um, one of the greatest <laughs> memories of laughter I've ever had of us <laughs> screaming. I remember laughing so hard. I remember even in my mind, Chris, like looking at us, like we were dying. It was, it was, it was I love bliss. that. It was absolute bliss. No, those moments are, are, are few. They're all, they're all we have. I think speaking of all we have, I think we have to go to break. Wow. We have to go to always break. Always on the clock. Caperlin, always, always looking. We'll be right back, folks. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu. Don't want to find out how he met their mother? Then go back with the Dunphys, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett-Tuckers in Modern Family. Start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And see what's up in the Kyle household, in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Can you even watch all this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. <gasps> what? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. 
Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world, and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex and then he's very vulnerable so you can kill him easily to die for is available now listen for free on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and we're back in we're back um i was telling you yesterday i you know, I'm always fascinated by your past life oh, yeah. um, knowledge and feelings and <clears throat> you having been a sea captain in a past life. So I am so, Perhaps. by the way, I'm so captivated by free soloing and like documentaries about free soloing climbing <laughs> that I'm like, that's, I think I was that, mean, but then I'm just like, oh, you mean the most obviously fascinating, like I take it as somehow sparking a past life Right, memory in myself, whereas it's like, no, I'm just compelled by what anyone is compelled by because it's unfucking believable. Right, like, 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 uh, like, like, well, well, you know, the classic sort of, oh, you think you were Cleopatra, or you know, everyone thinks they're Cleopatra, yeah. everyone thinks they're right, and it's like, however, I do have an argument for that one. Are you ready yeah. to legitimize it? Because they have to be like, I'm like, maybe Cleopatra's energy, soul wise, right, was so big that actually that energy can repeat in multiple people. They're all drawing from the same Cleopatra well. Oh, I like that. Soul. That's kind of exciting. But wait, I want to hear about you drawing to free solo. Because you mean climbing without a carabiner. So free soloing, for those who don't know, yeah, it's climbing without any kind of uh, rope. So you're just on the mountain, stuck there. And you watch and that documentary, right? So I saw free solo in theaters and was... <laughs> in awe even though the the free soloist is like mm, insufferable like he's kind of a you know he's I mean god bless him if he's listening huge fan but he's like and the documentary kind of covers this he's like yeah you know as you would imagine like utterly strange um it's tearing apart his relationship yeah yeah and then so this new documentary I just watched on Netflix is it god. Netflix called The Isn't Alpinist Oh, oh baby. I or is fucking, it HBO Max? I, saw I don't know. That and I was, oh, promise me you'll watch it. Promise me. I'm going to rewatch. 
I, and this guy is like so electrically charismatic and what's really beautiful about him is that he, so free soloists, um, you know, typically they film themselves, they post it, they have these kinds of like online personalities. He rejects that entirely. Right. And mm. people are like trying to photograph him. He's like, do not film me. Like that's not free soloing. I'm not alone if someone's filming me. And he has this like deeply real, you know, it's like the spiritual, it's just Whoa. like him and nature. And he does these unimaginable climbs and Wait, they're so like in the alpines like in snow. He's he fucking free soloing on ice is he is he um does he have to hack away at the yeah shit? Is he it has that like a pick he has like a little pickaxe, pickaxe thing yeah and he's like and it's Ice like it makes you watch it and you're just you know breathless and i was watching him and i was like i could get used to this i mean he's like very charming <laughs> and and absolutely alien and it is this feeling and yeah. oh, oh, you'll fucking love this no when you're like what would you say used to this did you mean the climbing life or did you mean life with him he's hot <laughs> yeah yeah no like to him kind of like I, at first I was like right no and then and then actually it was more just like one there's like one scene where he's hot <laughs> but um <laughs> I'll never you just the way you say hot okay like <laughs> hot is so the antithesis of your sort of you know New York you my intellectualism I mean? it's, it, yeah it's it's the it's the it's valley the, girl in me baby it's the valley girl in you that i just remember i was the first one in new york to spot it on you it's a spot that i was from la that i love the mall and i love palm trees and a soda just like yeah that you're yeah, yeah. you love the mall it's such, it's such an important part of you that you know the country you know they well they're not they're not actually contradictions that's, that's the whole point thank you no you see me and thus you free me but um <laughs> okay so you're gonna love this this is not a spoiler um he had like as a kid really really intense ADD and his mother which and this like convinced me I was like I'm homeschooling my kids fuck it he was yeah. like homeschooled because he was and the mother mm. is like ever since he was a little boy he was captivated by rock climbing and stories like books about adventures and nature she's like I just kept buying him these books and he just was reading them reading them reading them obsessed with them Beautiful. and he was like I want to climb and so she was like okay so she let him and she let her like teenage son go free solo and and she would be like nervous and scared but she was like I couldn't contain him like he had to go do it wow and he talks about the presence you know, this is like, I guess obvious, but it's pretty like you have to, he describes free souling as like the only time he's able to be fully present. Right. Like, yeah. cause your, your life is in your hands and you're, and yeah. he, and this is what's so remarkable about him. Cause this, this other movie, like this kind of around these free soloists, soloists, there's this hyper kind of like, you know, masculine, like risking it all and the fear and your life is right there. And he's like, I'm completely relaxed. He's like, I approach it as one thing fun oh my god and it's like real like he has and you watch him they, they eventually of course do film him and you watch right. him scaling these fucking mountains and it's like really beautiful he's like super fluid his motion and he's just oh like god. grinning oh my god like it's it's crazy anyway go watch the alpinist um i was deeply moved no i'm just taking this in i for can't a wait to rewatch it have you ever done any rock climbing okay so I, of course, was like, I have to do this. So, oh, and, then, and then yesterday I was on a walk and I <laughs> pretended oh. that the walk was a mountain. Yes. I was like, I'm free soloing right now. But totally. I was like, of course, there's the, I'm not even going to say it, you know, the cheesiness of like, no, I do free solo. Like, like, like I am on the rock. I am on the side. 
I'm a stand-up comedian. I said, it's, it's free soloing. basically is about what everyone does. Like, like, well, being a doctor basically is being, a, or, you know, that's not the right one. Anyway. No. No, being a surgeon actually is not free soloing. Well, right. I was going to say, like, something else. Like, well, being a doctor is like being a rock star or something. But, but you know, that's not a good one. But, like, no one would try to say that. But, like, I have done a bit of rock climbing. That's what I, I'm trying trying to lean towards okay oh sorry rock climbing okay so i've done i've done as a kid a million years ago i did the some of the indoor rock climbing gyms like for los fun angeles once again for fun obviously what else would it have been for business what training <laughs> yeah, yeah. i was paid um but that was fun and i was talking to a friend recently about getting back in that rock climbing gym but are you oh mean to God. tell me that you've actually been strapped to a rock like with the ropes yeah, yeah. holy shit where when i want to tell you about it well, tell so, me everything so in, uh, in high school, I went on one of these sort of outward bound type things, Ooh. okay, that involved a couple days of rock climbing. And it was in Colorado. Gorgeous. You Gorgeous. start crying? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm trying to contain it. So, cause I'm like, so we're driving up. I see the face of the mountain. It's shocking. <gasps> I can't imagine. <sighs> okay. And you're just, and you know, just the sheer size of mountains. I mean, that's the thing, right? That's what makes the mountains. <laughs> All right. Um, no, that's what makes the mountains. I mean, I've always mountains. I remember as a kid, someone was like scale ocean or mountains, mountains without even a question. Well, but you grew up in Santa Monica. But I'm so. a little oceany lately. The last few years, the ocean has kind of revealed herself to me. I experienced. Okay, well, we're gonna have to get into that, and we'll talk about <laughs> Blue Mind, a book I read about. Oh yeah, you mentioned the benefits that. of being in near or around water. Oh, wait, oh in, man, near or looking at. I don't know. So. I think also blue mind could lead to madness. Like I actually don't. <laughs> like I like I'm imagining right now if I because I. I know someone who lives in a, an apartment on the mm-hmm. o- ocean. Like mm-hmm. she's lived there since like the eighties and it's like her, Slowly losing out, her mind out her window, <laughs> <laughs> but out her window. I'm not kidding. It's just blue. <laughs> it's unreal. I like love it's just that. ocean. Like truly. Right. I've like, seen that like nothing on the edges, like a square of a square of ocean. It's, it's outrageous. And w- Yes. And the tide, like if the tide goes out, you look down and you see, God damn. And this is, Crabs. I mean, I've seen it with my own eyes. Starfish, Jacqueline. Starfish clinging to the rocks. Like, I mean, you could just weep. Wow. But then often it's just this, this monochromatic, this panel of blue. And it's, so, it's really surreal, but I think it would make me crazy a little bit. Like I'm just imagine, like, like just like you head into the city to meet a friend for lunch, like you head deeper inland, okay, and you're just sitting there rocking, like, like your yeah. friends, like, why are you rocking? And you're like, I'm not. Yeah, exactly. That's but what they're it would like, do. Their body is t- like the just undulation now rocks. of the waves. Yeah, undulation. Well, there's balance, of course. You know, we need water, we need rock, we need fire, we need earth, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's what they, the ancients tell us. I like to look out and see what I see, which is the Scientology building. <laughs> Earth? Yeah. <laughs> really? Not a joke. No. Wait. Earth? Oh, no, sorry. Ether and air has always been a confusion point for me because in certain systems, they separate them. You know what I'm talking about? Into the ether. So, so like, it'll be like earth, fire, water, and air, okay? And then it'll be like ether. Oh, ether. Oh, oh I've never what? heard that. Or wind. What? It's like It's like, I don't know, it's like, you know... I try, lay out all the systems and then like try to make them overlap. But wait, hold on. Pull me back. Rock climbing. Rock climbing. 
approaching so the face of the mountain. I get there and I'm terrified. Um, I'm looking at this thing. I'm like, I'm looking up. There's people up there. I can see them. They're like tiny. Wow. And I'm just like, I'm going to die. Like, I'm just yeah. like, death is here. Like, <laughs> I'm like, this is exactly how it always happens. Like, I'm like, these fools, you know, the hubris, right? Yeah. They think, you know, oh yeah. Okay. And then like, no, then we're the accident, you know, like, and, and I went out and I sat on this rock and I just made peace with death. I sat there and I kind of meditated and made peace with death. Like, were you like 13? In order. Probably 14, 15. Wow. It's made peace with death at that age. Well, I mean, I, I literally had to. Yeah. <laughs> you grow up fast when there's a carabiner and a rope being handed. You, you really grow up fast. So, and there's some guide, <laughs> you know, and, and we don't know him, but we've been introduced to him. They tell us a terrifying fact. Are you ready this? So, uh-huh. you know, a carabiner. Yes. Little metal hook Oh, thing. God. Yeah. Okay. Carabiner, if you drop it, just standing there, just drop it three feet, right? And you pick it up, it looks fine. You throw it out instantly. Oh, okay? fuck. That's cool. Because that is cool. there's an interior thing that can shatter and it doesn't look like it's shattered. Oh. And your carabiner will drop you to the earth. Oh, okay. fuck. And so now I find that Damn. completely unacceptable. First of all, how? I know. Get back in the fucking factory and figure it out. Yeah. How is that? I mean, unless it was a lie and I'm sure that, I mean, the Poog listeners will know and they'll, they'll speak up. I mean, as you know, we don't, we don't check for facts while recording. Oh, that reminds me, I just want to say General Patton did not die of an apple cart. There's a moment in the movie where he almost gets hit by an apple cart and says, wouldn't that be funny if I got hit by an apple cart um, after all these years of war, but he did die in some kind of traffic accident. Um, Okay. That's how, you know, that's how Bart, Barth, Roland Barth died. What? Or no, is that, or is it, um, Borges? No, oh, I think it's no. Bart. He, uh, Bart, he <laughs> died crossing the street, like from his teaching job or something. It was oh, like hit by wow. a bus. I mean, there sure is an elegance to just sort of getting no, in. I think there is something deeply intellectual about just being hit by a bus. <laughs> <laughs> well, it lends your life. Just quality. Slam. You know, what did Nietzsche, yeah. and I, I say Nietzsche, let's get real, but you know what I mean? I don't care if it's not. How did Nietzsche die? I was just imagining, no, I was just thinking of this like Nietzsche thing of like, like at the height of wisdom is laughter, you know, like because of yeah. the absurdity of it all or something. And, um, and so I feel like if you're sort of this philosopher and you get knocked out by a bus, it's kind of like there's an elegance there. Yeah, it's true. Well, that's a big question. death. We you should be really... Slammed. We should find a way to embrace the absurd death so we don't all have to live well, in I've fear always, of, you know, the roller coaster accident. I've always been obsessed with dying, being hit in the head by a coconut. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> You've expressed that fear. I like almost so much that I'm like, is that going to happen to me one day? Like, because it's interesting to think what would be the ultimate way to die. Oh, this is funny. I, was this with you? Ja- oh, this was with you, Jacqueline. Have we talked oh about this on Poog ever? You asked me, or we were talking about this. <laughs> we were talking imagine. about this as friends at dinner or something and you were like we're thinking about if we could construct our perfect death and I just kept seeing myself in my parents bed dying in my parents bed <gasps> oh, no, no, right. no, that's not what it was I know what it is <laughs> the world's gonna end you asked me yeah what would you do okay the world's gonna end you know in one day or whatever yeah what do you what do you do with that day kind of thing such a, such yeah. a obvious, what was this a first date Jesus yeah. no but yeah. it, it is an interesting question and you're like, run home to my parents' bed to die in their arms. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to die in my mom's arms. It's true. And then, yeah, that was my, um, and you know what? You know what's good news? That's not really how I want to go out anymore. I think that's yeah. a sign of growth. Which is, 
Well, because, right, arguably you running home to want to die in your mom's arms should in some <laughs> ways be like that would be the worst way for your mother to go out because she's realized she's raised a coward. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, I think here's the thing. I feel like she'd want me to run home and die in her arms. Well, right, right. The, the, which, you know. We'll get into that on another episode. Right, yeah. Right. But um, no, but I actually, that's cool. I actually don't think that's what I want anymore. I but just want to go out quick. <laughs> When it, if it's yeah. if it's if it's end of the world, I mean we've talked about this. Get hit by the asteroid, you know. Versus, God, um, it's so horrifying to think about. Tsunami really dying. scares me. Yeah, tsunami you know, used to always really. God, is, yeah, I have the I have the tsunami dream a lot. I also have these dreams where these planes. I see it in the distance. I see that it's crashing. I go, holy shit! And then suddenly I realize, like, wait, we're too close. Like we might be in danger here on the ground. And then I see the plane it, like hits the ground and it sort of bounces like like bounces like a, you know, 10,000 mm. feet or whatever. You know what I mean? It's sort of bouncing near me and it's diving for cover. Do you ever just watch 9-11 footage? I feel I like once like, a year I circle I like, back. Oh, I circle back. Yeah. Like right now there's a documentary that I was like, okay, I might get into that. Oh, um, I think on Hulu or something. Yeah. There's, I, I but there's, 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 I was I recently circle back. on YouTube. I circle back. It's good to circle back. There was some fucking footage that is so unbelievable of news of people on the ground. Um, there's like a 40 minute clip I watched. It was like utterly captivated of people, you know, the smoke cloud coming and these like people mm. running into a parking structure and like trying to like close. Oh, and yeah. it's like all, and of course it has, it immediately has like this romance of cinema because just the, the, the film itself, like it, it just, yeah. it feels how could the recent how could recent history feel so historical? Um, I mean, I just don't know what what are they fucking shooting on? Like, I don't know. It's not film. They're not down there with film, right. though, are they? It's, it's not digital. That's what's so wild about that footage. It doesn't have like the texture of like digital, right? Of like they're not, the the footage wasn't shot on iPhones. It wasn't shot on right? iPhones, but it, no, because it was. What it are was, we watching? Um, I think we're watching, well, I don't know what you're watching. Because if that happened today. You don't forget, there's the French filmmakers who were, who were like doing a documentary on a, a firehouse. The day. So remember that? Shut up. So these like two French firefighters, like that's, they had that film. The, like they had a big major 9-11 film because they were already shooting. They were already following these firefighters around How on that day. How the hell have I not heard about that? I mean, I hope this is another thing that I've gotten wrong. I mean, it's like, how can that French firefighters make in a film? In America, first of all, like anytime, like the Frenchman, I feel like, wait, where did this happen? It was a murder thing. I don't know why I remember that. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Is it a doc? I'm forgetting. I could see you doing that. Like. I I, I can't explain it, it, but I can see you up on that wire. You know that I can tightrope walk, right? What? I went to circus camp as a child. Jacqueline. I mean, actually, to be fair, I haven't done it in years, but I have the belief that I could do it then. I could do it now. I mean, I could still walk on stilts, so I assume it's the same. Do you have a fear of heights? No. You're rock climbing, you're tightrope walking. Well, this is the classic thing is that at circus camp, if you were good enough to be able to do it without a harness, which I was. They shot you on sight. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, they weren't trying to create their competition. Then you in the show, you in the show, because they were real circus performers in the big in the big show for the parents. Okay, and they rolled in like a, you know, a, they rolled in a television, played us like like blurry footage of them 
you know, like in real like French, again, French circuses. <laughs> yeah. And uh, one of their names was Philippe or Fantastic. And uh, so I was I was good at tightrope tightrope I, I always because it was a child thing I, I it's like you with a laptop it, I like don't know if it's tightrope or tightrope and it's like of course it's tightrope yeah, yeah totally. but like it still lives in me as tightrope so you know I couldn't spell the thing but sure could I work it oh, <laughs> okay. beautiful so anyway there would be fans you hold these fans that kind of help you know help you with the balance so if you're good at it you, you in the show you were only you got to go on the one that was three feet off the ground yeah sure because your, your harness free. They're not going to throw you up there. Then yeah. they had this structure that had a tightrope on it that was like, you know, 20 feet off the ground. And the kids who had to be harnessed, okay, because they didn't have the balance, they got to go up on the high one. Oh. And look almost like they were doing it. Superpowers. But I mean, they, they, they get to look like stars when in yes. fact you're the one Meanwhile, on the I'm ground. Meanwhile, I'm on the left, two feet off the ground. Doing the impossible. Doing, well, do you know what's, this is. Doesn't that feel like a familiar metaphor, folks? Ain't that, yeah, don't, don't, don't it. And then, and then, wait, there's something deeply related there. So we went up on the rock, Okay. And there's these, these guides that do these programs for kids. They, they have a quality to them, not like the counselor type, but the one that's like, this is the rock climbing, climbing guy and he's coming in, he's an older guy, he's coming in for three days. He does this, you know, every week, new crop of kids. He has his funny lines, right? Yeah. So we go up there with him. It's like, we're in little groups. I'm with him and like a couple other kids and he pulls a goddamn prank. What? Yes, we're up on a ledge. No. Now, you know, so with the rock climbing, right, for those who don't understand, you cl- you know, you're tethered <laughs> and you climb up, you know, 10 feet. On belay. And you hook. Yeah. Belay on, climbing, climb on. And then you hook your carabiner to a little stud that's up there that the previous person laid there. Or you, we, we couldn't have been pounding studs into the mountain. They must have, I don't know. Click. So you're you're always basically only at risk of falling, as far as the last time you hooked in. Yeah. Nonetheless. Okay. We're on a ledge, and I feel like we're not hooked into anything at that moment. Like, but we're mm. there, and he's like, he does this joke where he's got this big pile of rope, and he's like, I'm gonna hand this to you to this other kid, and he's no. like, if you drop it, like we're fucked, basically. No. Okay. And so he he hands the pile over to the kid, but it's in such a way that. The he kid like believes he's holding it. it, but it's attached, but piled in the rope is the rope that isn't attached. Basically, the point is like hands it to the kid and it immediately falls and it's not, it's not the kid's fault. It's set yeah. up to fall. Falls like, you know, 200 oh. feet. Oh, that's And we so... all panic. And then he like says like, you know. Just kidding. Just kidding. Is that not. What a fucking asshole. There's not enough acknowledgement of the danger in pranks <laughs> because pranks assume Pranksters, fun-loving people, are not necessarily the same people who have an who have a brilliant uh, insight into into human behavior. Okay, some do. Okay, but you ever see like a prank, like like those pranks gone wrong? You know, someone jumps out of a dumpster to scare someone in a monster costume, and then like the person that's scared just immediately like pops them in the face. Oh yeah. Okay. Or like, what if that kid screamed and jumped off the cliff? Like, Absolutely. Or suffered a heart attack. Wait, I have to pause because I really have to pee. It's fine. So sorry. 
And then we have to go to break because we're in our final quadrant. Well, trimester. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu. Don't want to find out how he met their mother? Then go back with the Dunphys, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett-Tuckers in Modern Family. Start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And see what's up in the Kyle household, in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Can you even watch all this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. 
if you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back question for you yeah. I'm about to go out to I have a, a lunch with a friend do, do you find splitting the bill to be gauche I do not do you know what I mean sometimes like yeah. I struggle with this versus the you'll get me next time I'll get you next time well because I had a I had a um near nervous breakdown a few weeks ago I had dinner with someone it was our first time having dinner together uh, oh God! Okay. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna get this. Okay. And then regretted. And it? she protested. You know, she was like, "No! Like, what are you talking about? Like, well, and I, you know, I know. Let me let me be a big. Uh, let me bring out the big guns here. Let me feel special. Let me let me pick it up. Right. And then on the way home, I and this is like post pandemic <laughs> of like social anxiety, like took over, and I was like, was that weird of me to insist on paying? Like, of course not. But for some reason, it haunted me. And then. Today I'm like going to this this brunch and I'm like, shouldn't I, should I should we split it? You know I'm already getting anxious. It's crazy. Well, I think it's. I mean, I I unfortunately, <laughs> it's deeply case by case. You know, I know. <laughs> it's like if if I feel like you know in our in our world, yeah, like we are you know, <laughs> at funny. times dead ass broke, right? Yes, or of like. No, if so one person, broke, listen, if one person's broke and the other one like randomly has showbiz money coming in. hundred like, percent. And, and by like, the way, we're the same. I just happen to have money coming in. I've actually been horrified by yeah. a, someone at least 10 years older than me who has, you know, owns their home, very rich, splitting a bill with me. I'm like, go to fucking hell. Right. Like, like you should be practiced at. Like I, if I were like, here I am, I own my home, I own my life. And I'm yeah. going, I would be like thrilled to be like, I'll pick up the bill for this person. <laughs> like, you know, like first you have to own your home before you can even own your life. <laughs> like, like I have enough money to own my home, but in yeah. a couple of years I'm going to own my life. Oh, but, here, but here's what made me laugh. But sometimes it's about like not insulting you. Yeah, right, right. Like I know that you don't have the money that I have, but you're, you're doing okay. No, but listen to this just now. I was like, oh, well, this person, I never got them a wedding present. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm just picking up. So I'm like, I never like imagine I pick up. I never got you a wedding gift. They're I like, think that's funny. They're like, they're like, oh, you paid. So you're spending, you know, thirty dollars, right, on me when you're like. Uh, and 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 you get the bill and and then you go you go and then you go made out like a bandit I guess or something right 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 no but that's what's so sick or I like, can't pretend this is a wedding present your, well I think it's funny I never got you a wedding present and then you go and I wasn't planning on spending more than thirty <laughs> like hey it's 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 two more of your fucking wine glasses off your registry right. God, the registry and the like, oh, somebody's getting into baking. Of course. There's nothing more naked than a registry. I've, don't you love to find, I love to find people's wedding register, registries of people I know, but Against their don't will. know well. Oh yeah. They're easy. I've like found. Did you just Google their names? Yeah, honey. Oh my if God. people are really on Instagram, like really, you know, you find people that you went to school with or that you remain oh, fascinated yeah. by because for whatever reason. You just type in the names. There it goes. You're on the registry. I found a um wow a teen a, a girl who in middle school called me Gay Kate. Pete <laughs> referred to me as Gay Kate. And the name spread like a wildfire. Um, <laughs> it's one of the funniest things well, that's with, ever with happened. With wit that with wit that with wit that alluring, how could it not? Yeah. Um, I found her wedding registry. <laughs> And she, let me tell you, ooh, mama, she had like these wine glasses that unfortunately were exquisite, but they were like $150, like a glass. Like no. I'm not exaggerating, like maybe 120 They were over $100 a oh glass. Oh my God. And I was like, this fucking bitch. Now what made them cost that? And I don't mean that. They like, were beautiful. They Oh no, so they were like art, they were like hand blown in some weird way. And they were like, each one had their own little flourish. I don't know if I want it. I don't know what I want. I don't know if I would want the hand blown. Hand blown. It sounds like what I'm describing is like a Key West hell, like blub, bubbles, like, <laughs> like, like that's not what I'm talking about. Like where the, there's bubbles no, in I'm the sure glass. It was, beautiful. it was something gorgeous. Hey, speaking of um, big purchases, I stayed in last night to avoid, uh, to, you know, flatten the curve. And, yeah. um, God, that phrase has disappeared. It sure has. And it was I huge last year. purchased, an area rug for my living room, Jacqueline. Because oh, as we know, so my new exciting. couch has changed my life. I sent you the photo, actually. I don't believe you responded. Or I sent you the Are link. Are you joking? I sent you the link because I got excited. Like, of course right I responded. I Did you? What'd you say? Oh, I thought... I, no, I'm saying that because you sent me an eBay link. Yeah. And you're like, I just bought this. Etsy. And it seemed like reasonably priced, like 300 bucks well, or something. It was definitely which, more you than know. that. But it was... um. It was infinitely, not infinitely more. It was more than that, but it was on sale. I went to this and this felt like an act of God because I went onto the Etsy store. I had been looking at this rug and it goes sale for for another. Yeah. It was like on sale for another four hours, half off. Funny. I didn't get a, I didn't get a text saying this is your chance to get this deal. Okay. I want all texts anytime a deal is seen. Yeah. 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 But it's, um, it's kind of a blue purplish tone, kind of a big swing for me. Wow. It has like a subtle shag, Moroccan. I went for it. And it was this, because the old me would have, the old me, but I took out the tape measure. This felt to me like a huge triumph. Took out the tape measure. Yes. And and actually measured, I, I ended up getting nine by 10, if you can believe it. I can, you got, you, 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 you gotta, gotta go, go big. big. And I, I mean, I only buy like, I don't, I've never bought an expensive rug, but, or a true rug. Particularly given the discount, I had to jump on it. But uh, 
normally I would freeze and go, I need to like, I need to consult more people. I need to really think about this. Can I really handle blue rug? Like that feels, Oh, you can, you know, what color is that? Is it blue? It's kind of purplish, whatever. Took the plunge because there's a, there's a quote. This has always haunted me. It was in the Sopranos. I think I've talked about it or the, no, more is lost by indecision than the wrong decision, which haunts me every waking moment. You can't, yeah, it, it's a, it, and then you'll know what that feels like and it's not that big a deal. It's not that you know big a I mean? fucking deal. You'll it's deal like, with it. You'll, you'll experience, you'll have that life experience. You'll, maybe one day you'll love it. Hate it in there. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> okay, or you quickly sell it off yeah. for slightly, you know, less. You consider it, it was a $50 trial and you just throw it on offer up. Or more, or more. I make a killing. More you make a killing. Off. And... You can say a scene on Poog and, um, oh my God, that's right. And I, everyone I try will to have your address. It. I try to sell it off to the Poog listeners. Yeah. Hold on. I want to say a couple things. One, the yes. reason I gasped because I felt like bad because like, you sent, I, you sent me, so you sent me a link. You're like, I just bought this rug and I, I must've misread it as eBay. And even though eBay is filled with new products, whatever, I just go secondhand. I go secondhand, mm. even after the moths. <laughs> that was my response okay and you were like no it's custom okay and I was like okay good I just briefly was like like doubting you like that you were of like course. like that you brought these things on yourself you know what I mean you're about to do it again I have to say that yesterday I was thinking about the moths and I was like this profound um I felt proud because I was like you know what I figured it out myself I remember the flesh flies folks they're gone <laughs> okay and then rats in the basement the rat guy came Sealed up the house. Oh, that's wonderful. Again, never has a rat been in my home, but they're in the basement. And it just, we've talked about this, but the tasks that you fear when you actually start chipping away at them, it's euphoria. Yeah, it's euphoria. And, and the way that the fear is outsized to the task, similarly, <gasps> is the euphoria outsized when you then, then do it. It's astonishing the energy oh, it can God. free up. Fuck. I mean, when you just, Fuck. yeah. I wanted go. to say... No, this is just a just this is a moment before we leave. That um, at my show the other night, there were three, maybe two or three poo hags. I faintly saw in the back row they had made their own sweatshirts. Oh my god, so beautiful! And it was like, I think, and I winked at them from the stage. Yeah, you got to. There, there was a gal but who I never got to acknowledge, but she was in her own poo hag sweatshirt in the front row. I couldn't see it from the stage, but my tour manager alerted me, and oh. um. Now, if they start trying to sell them, that's a problem. <laughs> so, so then the other scariest thing was just when it was time to rappel down. You think climbing the oh, rock's yeah. scary. Here we go. In order to, in order to have a firm, to, to not just like be bobbing against the mountain, you have to lean back. You can picture oh, that, right? I remember that. I remember that from oh, right. my, from just at the rock, at the rock climbing gym alone. Terrifying. So you have to lean all the way back to oh. be secure. So it's one of those, you're safer when you let go things, you know, like, oh, if you clench, you're less safe, but clenching is obviously the, the natural instinct. It's like those things where you have to, where it's like for security, you have to let go is just shocking. It's almost oh. like, um. Like avoiding a belly flop. It's very spiritual. You have to like go hard. <laughs> you have to go harder to avoid the belly flop. Wait, what do you mean? Into the pool? Yeah, like like back dive. Can you do a back dive? What do you think? Doll. <laughs> no. Well, <laughs> you have tried. these like interesting areas, okay? 
No, thank you. I do feel that I am like a hidden athlete. Oh, absolutely. It's so easy to picture. Diving, but flips for me, I get dizzy easily and water in the ears. I start to panic around that kind of stuff. Water in the ears, nothing happens. This is hysterical. All right. I'm going to teach you how to do a back dive. It will involve me having to relearn myself. Okay. Remember the courage, but I mean, you have to fly backwards, right? And arch your back. Like it's utter faith. Right. And if you panic oh and sort of don't go, oh, right. then, then you land then hard then on your back. Trouble. Right. Yeah. So it's like, it's that, it's, it's that, yeah, it's like anything like that where we're, we're clenching, hesitating. Oh, you know, it's another one. I remember learning this. Do you remember learning to drive? And like the first time you learned to like change lanes, I felt like, mm-hmm. I remember like, like slowing down, like to such a degree, like, cause it felt oh, like right. you're moving horizontally versus vertically it's more, or, it's more dangerous to slow down right yeah. and it's like no keep the pace up and just turn the wheel and roll over i felt like i just stopped the car in order to then move laterally you know what i mean yeah no i understand no it takes a, it's a skill i always over explain I, I don't know i don't know why do you love driving yeah as you know i was shocked that you even drove i've driven all over this country <laughs> i've never seen you drive i know 13 hours <laughs> never... to go to certain gigs literally a one-nighter in Topeka, Kansas, Jeremiah Bullfrogs. I've ne- oh my God. I know. I've never seen you behind the wheel. I know. And meanwhile, like... We're going to get behind the wheel. You know what we're going to yeah. do when we take Poog on yeah. the road? Imagine us in the car. Okay, we're not going to do it. But I was like, imagine we decorate the car with Poog. No, I think we... <laughs> little tour well, yeah, I think it would have to be at that point, you know... Right. It's like if we're going to be... If it's going to be Pop visibly the thing, then it has to be a very highly secured tour bus. Of course, we'd have to have our names very secured. Be have you ever been in a tour bus like and slept in one naked? What? What'd you say? No, I said, have you ever been in a tour bus and slept in one? Oh, of course, I was on tour. Are you kidding me? I was on. I opened for Father John Misty uh, in whatever year that was, and I was on a tour bus for a month. I think it was thirty-three days, in fact. Well, and I slept every. And by the way had so much anxiety about leading up to it because like, I was like, what do I bring in? Oh my God, I'm going to be living on the bus. Where are you going to go um, to the bathroom? All men, one woman, but she's in the back. Like like I was going to be sleeping in the coffin, in yeah. the cubbies with like the tour manager, the guitarist, like the <laughs> the people. And I... In steerage, so to speak. Fucking not the happiest I've ever been in my life. You loved it. Fucking loved it. In the coffin. In my little bunk bed coffin. In heaven. I stayed, I stayed in a, I was in one of those cubbies for like a couple nights on the road once. And, um, there was a little plug, like an outlet inside of it. Uh-huh. And that was everything to me. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah. Like baby. you're in there with your phone, you're plugged it, you're charging. It was, I had, again, it's like a, a coffin, right? It was like a little curtain. You're Heaven. in there. I had a stack of books mm. that I barely touched due to the ADD by my head. I had, I remember at night cause I, my, I was so fixated ahead of the tour of like, how am I going to like, cause I love bathing so much, you know? And I, and I love that. And mm. I was like, I mean, I washing my face in the horrifying bus sink, you know, oh, wow. but, but I was, I was free. I mean, restriction really does create freedom. Like I was completely, oh, I mean, I remember on the final day, single tear, our final day of tour was also the day Lou Reed died, mm. I think. And I remember single tear falling down my cheek. <laughs> I didn't want it to, I didn't want it to end. And that was when Neutrogena face wipes changed my life because I, by the way, my skin was unbelievable. My skin was so good on that tour. Was it the joy? 
was it the lack of water? That's one thing I've been thinking about is overwatering the face. It's a little scary. It's a little scary. Water is water's death. Yeah. My sister once met a woman who had absolutely incredible skin. She was you oh, know, in her 70s or something. I mean, this is how I remember <gasps> it. I, it might be kind of wrong. Oh, no. Never lets water touch your face. Stop, 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 stop. I believe it. Okay. I'm almost, no, no. I was about to be like, I vow to not let water touch my face for a month. See yeah. what happens now. Because I'm in the shower. But to not. It might take longer. You could still do it. You could still not. I think we should avoid it. I think we should avoid it. I think like, but then how do you. True uh, cleansing. I don't get it. Okay, I have to go. Oh fuck! Wait, hold on a second. I know you have to go, but there was. I just want to drop something that because I, I was dying that before I forget now, even if it's for next time. I switched. Oh, I know what it is. All right, can yeah. I do it in one minute? Because I think it's worth it. Yeah, go. So I loved the cubby on the tour bus. However, I had profound anxiety about not being seatbelted. There's no seatbelt in the coffin cubby no. sleep holes. No. And that really freaked wild. me out. Freaked me out. Cause I feel like, again, it's this thing where, you know, you know, like, oh, this is how it happens. People think they're invincible because they're on tour. And then, and yeah. then, so I couldn't really sleep. And then I got out of my, my thing at one point and I sort of rolled into the, the front area and I became convinced that the driver was masturbating. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at him. I saw some motions and movements, and I and I'm like, first I'm like, is he falling asleep? Is he nodding off? Okay, because I felt like we were sort of roaming, and, you know, um, drifting. I thought I saw us drifting yeah. on this highway, kind of into their lanes, <laughs> but it could be like that strategic sort of drifting where like there's no one on the road, and so he's just making the angles not quite as. I mean, he's just staying in her goddamn lane, nonetheless. But you, do you know what I mean? Making the angles of the curves, not quite yes. Like, and I just and so I was like, <clears throat> I was like. <laughs> I was like, I was like, long night or something like, like just very trying to make my presence known and hoping that he would like, you know, and then it almost became the question. And like, these are pros. This guy is a pro. He's been doing this for fucking 30 years. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah. But I just, I don't know. I really, I really was afraid. And then I felt like I had to stay up and oh, chat terrifying. with him. Listen, I similarly, I remember when I was doing that tour, the tour bus driver who was fuck what was his name god damn it it was like bear or hawk or something <laughs> and he was like he he had been he had hit all his tour bands yes. all his tour like um lanyards yes. like he had toured you know for like ozzy like back oh when like he was a grizzled yes. like grizzled. grizzled 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 jesus christ read a fucking book kate and um they're both good words and you knew them both uh-huh anyway he was and I'm, but I was like looking at him, I was like, my life is in your hands, which is what's, what's the truth. And I'll just say briefly, I recently had a bit of a argument, not exactly, not the word, but I recently had to confront a Lyft driver because in a ter he was falling asleep. Oh, wow. It was terrifying. That's really disturbing. We, we were, we were at a stoplight. I was looking out the window <laughs> and I saw his head kind of go down and I thought, oh, he's like looking at yeah, something and the light changed. Oh, no. And he didn't move. And then the car behind honked. And I saw his head jut up and he went. And so I thought, oh, maybe he was distracted. Yeah. I mean, that's still not great. But, but then it happened to fucking again. I saw him. We, were, we weren't even on a stoplight. It was just some traffic. And I saw his eyes. And then I kind of moved my head. His fucking eyes were closed. Like an and I said to him, like, hey, I was like, if you're really tired, like, you got to let me know. Oh, my God. You know, and I tried to. I was, I was like, I understand. Like, you're just, you're tired. Like, it happens. But, like, you have to tell me. Because you don't want him to go start defending like you don't want him to start being like no, no exactly. I'm, not. I'm like you, i'm like just yes you're overworked like just fucking let me know that you are 
that you're falling wow. asleep. And, we, and he, he, he denied it. Oh. He denied it, which made me, and That's I was safe. like, I was like, I'm watching you. Did you say I was that? like, I can see that you're falling asleep. Yes. No, I like, I was blown away by this. Good for you. No, I absolutely confronted him. I was like, I can see that you're falling asleep. So you need to either tell me that I'm going to get out right here on this corner or, and then of course, so then I was, but then, you know, he, he denied, denied. And then he like kind of snapped to right. it and then was awake. And then he was like, are you going to give me a low rating? And like, we got into it and I was like, no, I'm not. But like, if you're feeling tired, like, right. Yeah. No, I think that's right. Like okay. you don't have to, you don't have to penalize him, but you can say like, no. you just, I, you can't do this, sir. Yeah. Like, this is fucking insane. Okay. I have All to right. go. Love you. I love you so much. That was Poog. If you enjoyed Poog, please subscribe, rate, and review. If not, we will press charges. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards. Like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where Anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.